Turn with me in your Bibles or your notepads or whatever you have, iPads, electronic devices, or just look on the screen. But there are two passages of Scripture that we want to look at that will serve as the foundational text for this new teaching that we are beginning. The first passage is Matthew chapter 6, verse 33. Matthew chapter 6, verse 33. And the second passage is Colossians chapter 3, verses 1 and 2. Colossians 3, verses 1 and 2. As you turn to Matthew chapter 6, verse 33, let's read that together. Ready? Read. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. And I'm sure we've all heard that scripture before. We've read it. We've quoted it. We know it. But he says, seek ye first the kingdom of God and this is Jesus talking. He says, and as you do that, he said, and seek first my righteousness, my way of doing things. He says, all these things shall be added unto you. How many know that God will add things to your life? How many would want God to add things to your life? In this particular passage, he's talking about the basic necessities of life. And he says, when it comes to the basic necessities of life, that the way we have these things supplied, these needs met that God know that we have need of, he says, seek first the kingdom of God. So, if he says seek first the kingdom of God, it speaks to priority, first the kingdom of God. So, if I am to seek the kingdom of God and God's righteousness, God's way of doing things and being right, then I think it is important for us to at least want to know what the kingdom of God is. Because it is the seeking of the kingdom of God and his righteousness that causes God to add things to my life. I can't seek a thing if I don't know what it is. Amen? The Amplified says, but seek, aim at, and strive after. Aim at and strive after, first of all, his kingdom and his righteousness, his way of doing and being right. And then all these things taken together will be given you besides. Let's look at Colossians chapter 3. We'll come back to Matthew chapter 6 during the course of the teaching. We may get back to it today. Uh, we may just have to get it at another time. But we'll understand uh, the entire context of that particular passage where we find in Matthew 6, 33. Colossians 3, number verse, verse number 1, it says, If ye then be risen with Christ, seek those things which are where? Above. Those things which are where? Above. Above. Where Christ sitteth on the right hand of God, place of authority. Set your affection. Set your affection on things above, not on things on the earth. This word set is in the middle voice in the Greek, and so therefore it implies action on our part. That my mind is not going to automatically go where it's supposed to go, but I am to take authority over my mind and the thoughts of my mind and set it somewhere. Set it. Set your 
mind. How many know your mind can wander? How many know your mind can just kind of roam, just kind of move around? And, and, and to the degree that we're able to capture our thoughts and manage and control our soul, our thoughts, and our minds, it is to that degree we're able to properly set our mind. He says, set your mind. Set your affection on things above, not on things on the earth. The Amplified of that, the Amplified Classic Bible, verse number one, it's on the screen, it reads it like this. If then you have been raised with Christ to a new life, thus sharing his resurrection from the dead, aim at and seek. Same thing we saw in Matthew chapter 6, verse 33. Aim at and seek. How many know if I don't know where it is, I don't know what I aim? So he says, aim at and see. Aim at it, find it, locate it, then go after it. He says, aim at and see the rich eternal treasures that are where? Where Christ is, seated on the right hand of God, again, the place of authority, and set. And set. This word set, it means to put into a stable a fixed position, a fixed position, a stable, not remember, a double-minded man, come on, is unstable. In how many of his ways? All his ways. A double-minded man, a man, a, a man with two opinions about the same thing. He's double-minded in all of it. He's double-minded, and therefore he is unstable in all of his way. The Bible tells us here, he says, I want you to set your mind and set to put into a stable or fixed position to place or position your minds. That's what the Amplified uses for this word affection. He uses minds. Mind. So my mind has a whole lot to do with my access in the kingdom of God. It is not my color that's keeping me from accessing. It is not what side of the track or whether I was born on the track that's keeping me from accessing. Amen. It's my mind. Whether or not my mind is set. Ooh, this is so good. I just saw something. I don't want to talk about that, though. So he says, put it in a stable or fixed position. It means to place, to position your mind. Place your mind. Position your mind. Position your mind for maximum potential. Place, place. He says, put your mind, set your mind, set your affection, and keep them set. This word set here, it means established, fixed, or settled on. Put your mind on things above and keep it there. Get it established there. Get it set there. Get it fixed there. Let it be settled there. He says on what is above, the higher things, not on the things that are on the earth. If the Bible calls the higher things 
the things that are above, he calls those the higher things than the things that are below, they are the lower things. And there are too many believers that think too much on the lower things. It's hard to go high when your thinking is so low. Tell your neighbor, say, God is calling you to think higher. Tell somebody else, say, God is calling you to think higher. Set your affection. Affection. Let's look at this word, affection. I'm going to give you a definition. I'm going to give you several definitions of this word, affection. Now, when I give you the definition of this word, affection, don't limit me to, you know, this Western world that we live in, this Western society that we live in. This word, affection, and the definitions that I'm going to give you, they come out of the Greek. These are Greek definitions of the word affection. This passage is written in Greek, so this is a Greek definition. Number one, it means to, to entrance oneself in. So when he says set your mind on things above, he's telling us to entrance ourselves in things that are above. It means to entertain or have a sentiment. He's telling you and I to entertain thoughts concerning things that are above, higher things, sentiment, view, belief, thought, or opinion. That our views, our beliefs, our thoughts, and our opinion should be based on higher things, should be based on things above, not on things below. Number three, it means to be of the same mind by agreeing together, cherishing the same views, and being harmonious. Now, having the same mind as what? Being agreement in what? Having the same views as what? Well, Paul talked about this. He wrote it in Philippians chapter 2 and verse number 5 when he says, let this mind be in you which was also in Christ Jesus. How many know when you have the mind of Christ, you can think the thoughts of Christ? And if you can think the thoughts of Christ, you can live the life of Christ. That the reason many times our lives have not changed is because our thoughts hadn't changed. And the reason our thoughts have not changed is because we've not renewed our mind. We're still thinking like the world, and as long as you think like the world, you'll live like the world. But when you start thinking like God, thinking like Christ, your life will become a God-like life. Come on, tell your neighbor, say, it's all about the thinking. Tell them, say, it's all in the mind. Because if you can change your mind, people of God, you can change your life. That the reason many times our lives have not changed is because our minds haven't changed. We got a new suit. We got some new shoes. We got a new address. We got a whole lot of new stuff. But if your mind is never renewed, your life will never change. Amen. Why? Because we try to change our life by changing the stuff 
on the outside, but that ain't how you change your life. The way you change your life, it starts on the inside. And when you change the inside, everything on the outside, if it don't change, you'll get out of it and get into another environment. It's in the mind. It's in the mind. We prosper in life as our souls prosper. We come up as we come up in our thinking, or we stay down as we stay down in our thinking. I come to call you up. I come to call you higher. There's a song that says, Zion is calling you to a higher place of praise. Hallelujah. And so God's ready to call us up. It's time for you to come out of low to bar. It's time for you to come out of low-level living and, and low ways of thinking. Time for you to come out of where you are and start thinking like a king's kid. Thinking like God has created you and thinking like God has called you to be. He said, let this mind be in you, which is also in Christ Jesus. You got to let it. You got to let it. You have to let it. You have to let it. It's not just going to be. You have to let it be. Verse 4, not verse 4, number 4, the fourth definition of this word affection, it means to be disposed more or less in a certain direction. To be disposed more or less in a certain direction. Number 5 means to be inclined or willing by expressing a specified attitude toward. Attitude toward. Your attitude towards, listen to this, just heard this. Your attitude towards God, the things of God, the kingdom of God, determines your benefit from those things. Oh, don't miss that. Your attitude towards God determines your benefit from God. Your attitude towards the kingdom determines your benefit from the kingdom. So having a specified attitude, a certain attitude, disposition, way of thinking toward the kingdom and toward the things of God. Number six, it is to direct one's mind to a thing to seek to strive after. That's what we saw in Matthew 6. That's what we saw in Colossians 3 to direct one's mind to a thing, aim at, to direct my mind to a thing, to aim at a thing, to seek it and to strive after it. So, this teaching is called a kingdom mindset, a kingdom mindset. And this is lesson number one, and the objective is to teach you how to transition to a kingdom mindset for the purpose of manifesting kingdom mandate in the earth. To teach you how to transition, because we got to change the way we think. Transition. Trans, transport. Trans means go from one to another. Translate one language to another. One form, form of communication, one form of language to another. Transmit one to another. So he says, transition teach you how to transition, go from one to another. Transfer one to another. Go from one to another, one way of thinking to another, to a kingdom mindset. From a worldly mindset, 
from a fleshly mindset, from a carnal mindset, from an emotional mindset, to a kingdom mindset. Why, Pastor? For the purpose of manifesting kingdom mandate in the earth. You and I are in the earth to manifest the kingdom of God. Come on now. Tell your neighbor, say, I am here to manifest the kingdom of God, kingdom mandate in the earth. This word mandate means there is a charge given, that you have been given a charge. You have been given an official command, an official order or commission. You have been given authority, authorization to act in the behalf of somebody else as their representative. Did not the Bible say that we are ambassadors of Christ? Then that means you are not in this world, you are not in the earth to represent yourself. You are here to represent the kingdom of God. We got to understand that the kingdom of God is our embassy and we operate from the embassy even though we're in another world. We're in another land, but we don't live like the land that we're in. We live like the embassy that we live in. That I am here and you are here to manifest the kingdom of God. You ain't here to have church. You are here to cause the will of God to come to pass in the earth realm because the Bible said, thy kingdom come, thy will be done. So the will of God will never be done until somebody show up with the kingdom. This is about the kingdom, man. It's about the kingdom of God. And so we got to have a certain mindset because too many believers, they've conformed to the world. We act like the world. We look like the world. We dress like the world. We talk like the world. And the Bible tells us, don't conform to the world, but you be transformed by the renewing of your mind. When you are, when you are an ambassador, for America. You don't go to China and start dressing like everybody in China. You dress like the embassy that you come from. You dress like the land that you come from. Oh, I just heard something. Watch this, watch this. When you are an ambassador and you have been assigned, assigned to a land, to a country, You don't go to the country. You in the, the embassy is in the country. You don't go to the embassy and to that country and take on the behavior of the land that you're in. It doesn't matter what happens in that land, you represent America. Now, now watch this, watch this, I'm gonna show you something. It, it, if, if nothing else, it's important to do that so you don't lose your support and lose your supply of the country that you come from because if you want us to still supply and meet your need, then you represent us. When you stop representing us, we stop meeting your need. We send you back to where you come from. 
And there are too many believers. We have now gotten in the world and start acting like the world, and now we expect God to just meet our need. God say, no, you seek first the kingdom and my righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you. Let me ask you a question. Let me ask you a question. You're not as smart as God, but you are smart enough. How many, how many of your kids you just keep taking care of and buying stuff for and blessing, and they don't do anything you say? They live contrary to what you teach. They don't represent you. They represent themselves and then will demand you to meet their needs. I don't think you do it. Well, God's a better parent than all of us, and so if, God's, if you're not going to do it, God's sure not going to do it. God said, I got a system here, and all you got to do is seek first my kingdom and my way of doing it. Don't do it your way. Do it my way. This is not Burger King. I'm a king, but it ain't Burger King. It's the king of king. It's the kingdom of God. And God said, you seek my kingdom. I'll supply all your needs. He said, all these things will be added unto you. If you seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, all these things are going to be added. You are, tell your neighbor, say, you are, you are a, representative a representative of the kingdom of God. Kingdom of tell him, say, you are, you are an, ambassador an ambassador of Jesus Christ. Now, see, that means you've been sent to act on the behalf of somebody else. That whoever sent you couldn't be there, so they sent you. And I'm sure there's some of you who work for organizations that perhaps send you on assignments and send you out of town for various things, and they send you there. How, how many know they don't send you there to represent you? Let them find out you down there representing you. That'd be your last trip. You better rep right, because that's going to be your last trip. But we are here to represent God. Ask your neighbor, who you repping? Tell your neighbor, say, set your affection. Tell them, say, set your mind. Set your mind. So as citizens of the kingdom, it is our responsibility to set our minds on the kingdom. Set. 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 When you set an alarm clock, you set that clock for a, a particular time because at that time, there is a certain response or reaction that you need to have because of some commitment, because of something you desire, or some obligation. So you set an alarm clock. Why? Because you don't want to miss a moment or an opportunity. 
And when that alarm clock goes off, there's a very small window. You don't have no time to waste because you, you set that time, you set that clock, and based on the time you set it, you have a small window for an opportunity that awaits you. You set it. Now, now watch this, watch this. So, so, so in the things of God, we too must set our mind. We have to set our minds on the kingdom of God, set it on the word of, and we set it by the word of God because there is a certain response that we desire at any given time or moment. Case in point, that if my enemies, if they curse me, I've already had my alarm set that I'm going to bless them. And I got a small window wherein I do that. Come on, talk to me now. So, so that, that means that mean whenever increase comes into my life, my mind is already set. The tide's got to come out of that. I don't have to think about it. I've already set my response. You bless them that curse you. You ain't got to think about it. Set your mind. Pray for those that despitefully use you. What you thinking about? Set your mind. Amen. So we have to set our minds so we can have a kingdom response. Are you listening to me? Now, there are three principles of kingdom citizenship. I'm coming to get you and take you back home. Back to the kingdom. Number one, when we received Jesus as Lord and Savior, we accepted our seat with him in heavenly places or the heavenly or spiritual realms. Realms. Number two, when we were raised with Christ, we became a citizen of heaven or the heavenly or spiritual realm. Now, notice the word realms there. We're not talking singular. We're talking plural. Number three, when we became citizens of heaven, this is by virtue of our, of our being, our new being, the kingdom of God was placed within us. The kingdom of God is within you. Mm. Say, the kingdom of God, kingdom of God is, within is within me. Say it again. The kingdom of God, kingdom of God is within me. Is within and, and see, that's part of, the, part of the challenge and part of the problem with many believers because they're looking for the kingdom out here. But the kingdom is in you. When you show up, the kingdom just showed up. But when you don't know the kingdom has just showed up, you just accept whatever the world gives you. But there's a kingdom on the inside of you. There is authority. There is, there is a, a mandate that God has given for you to take the kingdom and express it in the earth realm so his will can come to pass. Amen. He said in verse 1, you're still there in Colossians 3. He said, if, if ye then be risen with Christ, seek those things which are above where Christ sitteth on the right hand of God. Set your affection on things above, not on things on the earth. 
As a citizen of the kingdom, you and I, we are positioned in the heavenly realms. We're positioned in heavenly realms. Now, when I talk about these realms, R-E-A-L-M-S, realms, say, say realms. realms. The, the reason it's, well, let's, let's look at something first. Let's look at something first. Go to, go to Ephesians chapter 2. Let's read this first. Ephesians chapter 2. And, and let's look at verse number, verse number 4. Verse number 4. Let's look at this first. And, and then we'll talk about these, talk about these realms. These realms. See, too many believers are operating from the church. When we need to start operating from the kingdom. You hear what I'm saying? Jesus, Jesus said, I'll build the church. But, but, the, the church, but, then, but then he told Peter, he said, now, Peter, I'm going to give you keys to the kingdom, not keys to the church. I'm going to give you keys to the kingdom. I'm going to give you keys to the kingdom so you can bind and loose because the keys represent authority. So when he gave him keys, if you give me keys, you give me authority. You don't give me keys or something, then ask me why I'm in here. You gave me keys. Keys, it mean authority. It also mean access. So he told Peter, I'm going to give you the keys to the kingdom so you can have authority and you can have access. That way, whatever you bind on earth, it's going to be bound in heaven. And whatever you loose on earth, it's going to be loosed in the heavens. Are you listening to me? Matter of fact, let's look at, let's look at, go to, go to Matthew. I think that's because I need to look at something. Matthew chapter uh, 16. Look at Matthew chapter 16. Matthew chapter 16 and verse number 13. Verse 13, if you put it up for me, Matthew 16, verse 13. When, when Jesus came to the coast of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, saying, Who men say that I, son of man, am? 14. 14. And, and they said, Some say thou art 15. Uh, he said unto them, But whom say ye that I am? 16. And Simon Peter answered, Said thou to Christ, Son of the living God? 17. Jesus answered said unto them, uh, Unto him, Blessed art thou, Simon by Jonah. Yeah, that's 18. <laughs> and I say also unto thee, Thou art Peter upon this rock. Okay, I'll be able to go ahead. 17, 19. 19. And I will give you the keys to the kingdom of heaven. Not keys to the church now. It's keys to the kingdom of heaven, and whatsoever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. Whatever, whatever call you make from, from earth, heaven going to be on it. And whatever you loose on earth, heaven going to be all on it. <laughs> See, he heaven responds to its citizens. Yeah, put that up. Put that up in the in the message Bible. Watch this, because I want to show you what the devil's trying to do. He said, and that's not all. You will have complete and free access. Because remember, I told you, keys mean access. You'll have access to God's kingdom. Keys to open any and every door. I, I say, I say, you got the key to open any and every door. What door you need open? You got the key. Don't sit there crying with the key. talking about what you don't have, open the door. Right? Normally when somebody's sitting outside crying, 
That's because they don't have the key. But the man with the key, he uses his authority and he accesses what he's been given the key to. No more barriers between heaven and earth, earth and heaven. A yes, what? On earth is what? Yes in heaven. And what else? A no on what? So whatever you say yes to, God say, I'm going to back you up. I say yes to. And whatever you say no to, God say, I'm going to back you up. I'm going to say no. If, it's, if you say no in your life, God says it's going to be the same thing in heaven. I wish I had some citizens in here, some citizens of heaven in here, citizens of the kingdom of heaven in here, too many church folk in here. Come on, where the kingdom citizens at? Where, where the citizens of, where, where those who are ready to take authority and start using the keys? Go, go, to, verse, go to verse 20. I, I, I may want verse 20 in the message. Let, let, me, let me see. Uh, uh, verse 20. Now, maybe I won't. Maybe I won't. Uh, uh, 18 in, in the message. Maybe I want 18. Oh, that, that's what I want. <laughs> and now I'm going to tell you who you all really are. You are Peter, Petro, a rock. Because see, he was called Simon. Simon means shifty, unstable. But he said, I ain't going to call you what you've been. I'm going to call you who you were created to be. He said, you are Peter, a rock. This is the rock on which I will put together my church, a church so expansive with energy that not even the gates of hell. Wait a minute. Wait a minute, people of God. We got to look at this now. He says, I'm going to tell you who you are really are. You're Peter, rock. This is the rock upon which... I will put together my church. I will put together my church. Got it? A church so expansive with energy that not even the gates of hell will be able to keep it out. Subject matter, what's the it? The church. Keep the church out of what? The kingdom. See, the devil, what he's been doing is trying to keep the church out of the kingdom. Oh, y'all need to hear what I'm saying. It's right there. It's, it's right there. He said, I'm, I'm, I'm a, because you got this revelation, I'm going to build my church that not even the gates of hell will be able to keep the church out. Keep the church out of what? That's why I'm going to give you the key. Key to what? Key to the kingdom. key to the kingdom. And we've been opening the doors of the church when we should have been opening the doors of the kingdom. We got a lot of folk in the church, but we ain't got a lot of folk in the kingdom. We know church law, church bylaws, church protocol, but don't know kingdom law. And the devil is not defeating you, not because you don't know church, but he's defeating you because you don't know the kingdom. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you? Tell your neighbor, say, I'm a kingdom citizen. Tell them, say, I'm in this world 
but I'm not of it. That's why folk look at you funny and look at you strange and because your language is different. You don't talk like the world. They're not used to your language because you're from another world. You're from another realm. You're from a spirit realm. You're born not from below. You're born from above. That's where you come from. Amen. But see, we have, we, have, we have gotten into this world. We've come into this land, and we didn't start living like them. That's right. Have you ever, you know, if you've raised children or you're raising kids now, have you ever noticed when you let your kids out of the house and let them go play with certain folk? They start changing. They stop acting like your house. And you're trying to figure out where they get now where they get that from. They didn't get that here. And, I, and I'm telling you, that, 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 that's some behaviors and some practices that, that the church has, and God is trying to wonder where you get that from. Because you, you didn't get that in the family of God. You, you got that from somewhere else. You got that from who you've been hanging with. You got that from who you've been spending your time with. That's why you got to watch who you hang with. Oh, my God, y'all. <laughs> A little left. It don't, it don't take but a little bit. It don't take but a little bit. The Bible said just, 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 a, just a little leaven will leaven the whole lump. The Bible said that, that good morals can be corrupted by bad company. That's the word, amen. You can't run with everybody. Oh, oh my goodness. Let me, let me leave that alone. Let me leave that alone. Let me leave that alone. That's, that's, let me leave that alone. That's, that's Wednesday. Let me leave that alone. Let me leave that alone. Let me leave that alone. We're coming into a season where you're going to have to drop dead weight. You've been trying not to hurt somebody's feelings, but it ain't helping your faith. See, 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 if, 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 if something's pulling me in, I just need to cut it loose. The kingdom. You have, let's look at, let's look at, oh, let me hold it. Let's look at Ephesians, Ephesians chapter 2, verse 4. Watch this. Watch this. But God, who is rich in mercy... For his great love, wherewith he loved us, verse 4, even when we were dead in sins, had quickened us together with Christ, by grace are you saved. Mercy plus love equals grace to be saved. And has raised us up together and made us sit together in heavenly places. Look at that, places. Say places. This word places here means realm. There are realms in the spirit. There are, there are realms, jurisdictions in the spirit 
just as there are jurisdictions in the earth. Just because you are law enforcement, that doesn't mean you have access to every jurisdiction. That, that there are, there are, there are, now we've been raised up together and made to sit with Christ in heavenly realms. We all not in the same realm. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Let me, let me see that paper up there. Let me see that paper up there. Let me see that paper up there. We're not all in the same realm. Now, 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 come on, tell, 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 tell your neighbor, say, thank God I'm in the realm. Thank God I'm in the realm. But we just not all in the same realm. Are you listening to me? That's why, that's why it's good to be connected with other folk. Because you may need something done in a jurisdiction that you don't have access to. Oh, y'all need to hear what I'm saying. But, but, but somebody else got jurisdiction in that area, in that region, and where you can't get through yourself, you just call them, and they can deal with that area and pray you through. <laughs> Hallelujah. Remember Jesus, remember Jesus uh, cast the devil out of that boy? And the disciples tried to do it yeah. and say they couldn't. Uh -huh. And Jesus said, that, well, that, right now, that ain't your jurisdiction. That take fasting and praying, and you don't fast and pray till I leave. So long as I'm here, that's my jurisdiction. That's why you couldn't get it done. And that's some things in your life you've been trying to get done, and you can't get them done, not because you don't love God. It's just that you ain't got that jurisdiction right now. But thank God you got somebody that you can call, that you can intercede, they can intercede on your behalf and deal with a matter that you couldn't deal with. Are you listening to me? There are certain realms jurisdictions now, now listen to this this is this is natural information some of you may know this especially if you in law enforcement that's what we call now, now have you ever have you ever you know if, if you you be riding down the freeway you riding in Missouri City but while you riding in Missouri City you see a Pearland police car pass by how much thought you give to that why? He out his jurisdiction. And you kind of look at him like, what you looking at? But now, that same car, if you see it in Pearland, you come to order. Why? Because you realize that's his jurisdiction. And I'm telling you, listen to pastor, demons and devils, they recognize when you out your jurisdiction. That's why, that's why they'll just come in and do whatever they want to do to you because they realize you out your jurisdiction.
Devil, realize you ain't got no business out here smoking weed. Do what you want to do. He out his jurisdiction. Do what you want to do. Cussing his, cussing her husband out. Do what you want to do in that house. They out their jurisdiction. They kingdom citizens. They ain't got no business out here in the club. Do what you want to do. They out of their jurisdiction. She ain't got no business having sex. She ain't married. She out her jurisdiction. We ain't got to respect them. They're outside their jurisdiction. But that same devil realized if you call somebody. <laughs> Y'all ain't hear what I'm saying. See, see, I know. See, now one thing I realize, I have several jurisdictions I operate in. One for sure is suicide. And when folk getting ready to take their life, they'll call me. Because devil, now devil got them getting ready to take their life, and I can look right in their eye and tell them, yeah, I, I know you. And that devil get mad when he see me show up because he know I'm deputized to operate in that jurisdiction, praise God. Sometime I'll be riding down the road here, 521, more, more, more than not going down 521 on my way here, and I may see a unit coming toward me. And, and I can see just by the, the figure, the shape, that, that it's law enforcement. So, you know, I just make sure I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing. You know, he might want to talk, just talk to me or something, say something to me. And then when I get up on him, I see it say, it say Fort Bend ISD. Man, I gonna mash on that thing, man. <laughs> but, but because he, he's not gonna he's not gonna bother me, but let me go on one of them campuses. That's his jurisdiction. We are assigned jurisdiction. See, we are seated with him in different realms. Matter of fact, the word realm, watch this, it means royal jurisdictions. It means royal jurisdiction, dominions are kingly governments. Police. Now, have you noticed, watch this now, I can't articulate it, don't even know, you know, the proper way to do that, but, but listen to this. See if you can pick this up. Now, when you see an HPD officer, now, we know we got to come to order, right? Yeah. You riding down the highway, you see him, you come to order. You see Fort Bend Sheriff, you come to order. It just does something to your, your psyche, your mind. Yeah. But watch this. It's something about that state trooper. Boy, your heart go to palpitating you. You start thinking, man, I got any warrants out, or you know, you know, it, it's something. Why? Because see, his jurisdiction is a little bit broader. Yeah. Come on, yeah. 
it's, it's, it's something about that hat, man. When he, he, he got that hat on, boy. It's just something about that black and white. That, that you pass him, you don't even look his way. You don't even, you know, you, you don't even look over there at him. Because even though you probably escaped the sheriff's department, they didn't bother you. Nobody else bothered you. But you know that trooper, as long as you are in Texas, that's his jurisdiction. Somebody that true, you tell him, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Shut that out. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes. I mean, you be talking in tongues and everything, man. Yeah, jerking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Watch the various jurisdictions. Watch the various jurisdictions because I'm going to show you. We'll get into it next week. In the spirit, you have certain jurisdictions. The police is a division of city government. And they're called police officers or officers. Their boss is called the chief of police. The chief of police is normally hired by city council. The sheriff, his division is county government. He's called the deputy sheriff or deputy. His boss is the sheriff. He's elected by the people or appointed by the county board. The constable, he works the district of the county. And he sometime, sometime he, he's called a constable or a uh, metropolitan police. Now, the state trooper, he has the state government. See, these are all jurisdictions all levels and ranks. But they are sometimes called rangers, highway patrol, or state police. They are often called officers. Um, <laughs> their boss is often a commissioner who is appointed by the governor of that state. Watch this. Additionally, there are national forces. U.S. Marshal. You had any of them to minister to you? <laughs> FBI. Them boys can step in and say, we taking over. ATF and even EPA, and they are defined. Y'all say CIA? That what y'all say? Okay, CIA. <laughs> and so watch this, instead of being defined by a geographical area, these areas here, these last ones I just mentioned, these alphabet boys, <laughs> they're, their jurisdiction is defined by particular crimes. 
Come on, you got to see in the spirit. It depends on the nature of the crime who we need to bring in. I got to close, man. I got, come on now, come on now. Don't, don't miss this now. Don't miss this. And so it is in the spirit. Depending on the nature of your situation and the circumstance, you got to know who to call. That's why if you out here thinking you winning by yourself, you already defeated. Because you don't have access to every jurisdiction. That's why you got to know where you are, but also know who you need to call. It's all right that you got to call somebody. If I was a Baptist preacher, I could really close right there. Tell the tell, tell, tell person next to say, say, it's all right to have to call somebody. Because, because, see, the Baptist preacher would do it like this. He said, because one day the world got in trouble. And, and the Baptist preacher would say, they, 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 they tried to call Moses. But Moses, he couldn't go in that jurisdiction because he had already smoked the rock and called God's people out of their name. So, so then they put a call in to Abraham. <laughs> but, but Abraham, he couldn't do it because he, he lied and said that Sarah was his sister and not his wife. because he had already slept with another man's wife. But then God said, that, that's all right. I know who to call. He said, that, there's a lamb that's been slain from the... So he called Jesus. And Jesus answered the call and had jurisdiction in the whole wide world. Are you listening to me? I'm telling you, you've been raised up. Stop living just by church. Start living by the kingdom. Because your church may teach something not to do that is in the kingdom. We're kingdom citizens. Write this down for your study and meditation, Philippians 3.20. It says we are citizens of heaven. That's where our citizenship is. Our citizenship is not here. Our citizenship is in heaven. 
And we got to start living like we're from heaven and stop living like we're from the world. You are in the world. You ain't from the world. You're in the world. Just like an ambassador can't go to another land and start acting like the people in that land. He got to continue to behave and live according to the laws and the government of that country that sent him to that place. Are you listening to me? Father, I thank you for the word today. Thank you that we're kingdom citizens. 